Yo, 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 what's going on, fam out there? It's your boy, Tahir Johnson, and we're back with another episode of the Cannabis Diversity Report. Today, man, I'm super excited. I got my good brother on here, Lawrence Hudson, man. Me and this dude. Yo, man, we connected last year over LinkedIn, man. I was I was so excited, first of all, to meet you, man. Remember when you I remember that, man? Like it was yesterday. You hit me up in the inbox, Bro. like knowing that you was about to, you know, excited that you were about to be doing what you're doing in the industry. Um, man, fellow my fellow Howard Bison, man. Yo, what up, man? Jeez. Tell everybody where you're from, what you do in the cannabis industry, and you know how you got into cannabis, bro. Absolutely. But first and foremost, if I even get to myself, thank you for having me on this platform. It's an amazing platform, you know, a lot of great information, a lot of great guests. I'm I'm blessed and honored to be, you know, part of the many people who have already attended this podcast and are going to attend this podcast. So first and foremost, thank you. And with that LinkedIn thing, yeah, as soon as I found out we was working together, I said, all right, let me go, let me go hit up bro on the LinkedIn and let's at least start getting it popping. Cause I already had a feeling we start doing great things together. So absolutely, man. But, um about me, well. As y'all know, my name is Lawrence Hudson. You know, my, my family calls me Lawrence T. Hudson Jr. They want to, you know, had a full name out. But so basically, um, I'm currently the government affairs associate at Kronos Group. Uh, previously, I got my bachelor's degree from St. John's, my master's degree from Newhouse University up in Syracuse and the television, radio and program, uh, television, radio and film program. I'm sorry. And then in regards to HU. That's where I got my lawyer training, Howard University you School know. of Law, class of 2021. So um, also with that, I was at Viacom. I worked at over there at Viacom, BT, Viceland. I did some stuff with Bravo, did some stuff with Fuse TV back in the day as well. Uh, worked for the Source magazine. Uh, shout out to everybody I used to work out with, with the Source. Shout out to Kari. Shout out to Spencer. You know, shout out to everybody who was been with me on this journey. And uh, last but not least, I'm from Queens. Hey, Queens, Queens get the, get the money. money. Long time, no cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you know, you always know, man. So, I mean, speaking about that Howard Law background, man, you know, a couple of weeks ago, man, we got to do the webinar for, for Howard Law students, like D.C. area law school students. Well, how'd that feel to go back to HU, especially be talking about all the young law students about, like, having a career in cannabis? Man, um... You know, it's only a, it's it's a few moments that happen in your life where you just like, damn, God is real. That was definitely one of them. Like it was just it was an amazing experience, not just to speak to Howard, but to speak to the other law schools that attended. And I, I think it's just a real testimony to what I've tried to do since I entered law school. And that was just find my own lane. You know, uh, in law school, you at times you get pushed to do certain things or if you don't make a certain thing or you don't make your career a certain way, then, you know, it's kind of harder for you to get it up the, out the ground and, you know, start being um, successful out the gate. But I was blessed to have the opportunity to, you know, start with Kronos, work with yourself, work with the USCC and just really start building my own lane, building what I want to be, building my brand, building what Lawrence Hudson is supposed to be. So, but to have the opportunity to go back and speak to law students, especially the Howard law students, you know, tell them my journey and, Tell them everything I've been on is just a huge blessing. The keys and things like that about this industry. And, you know, dreams come true. I didn't think it would happen <laughs> right after I graduated. But, you know, dreams really do come true. And, you know, it's a huge blessing. A huge, huge blessing. Yeah, man. And, and so talk about that a little bit more, man. What was it like transitioning into the cannabis industry straight into the like straight out of law school? And, you know, how do you use your your legal background on your day to day basis, you know, as a government affairs associate? 
kind of tell you know and then like with that like after that kind of tell people you know what what do you do as a government affairs associate what's that all about all right so basically in law school what i really learned is how to be a problem solver and you know i'm still trying to learn that to this day i know i say his name in almost every time i'm in media but i really had a professor that was near and dear to my heart professor john woods and he taught me how to solve problems he taught um, me how to identify the problem identify solutions for the problem and then you know just find a way to talk about it and be about it at the same time moving your moving your conviction you know understand what you bring to the table understand that you've done the research you have the tools you've done the things that you need to do and just go in there and do the best that you can to solve that problem and i really try to even to this day emulate a lot of you know how i handle things corporate wise do what i learned from professor Woods. so uh, that's one of the main things i learned another thing i learned too is reading is really fundamental with all of these laws five six seven pages you know we got to read acts we got to read um whether it's state law federal law just being able to read and interpret exactly what it means you know uh whether it's you know you're interpreting it from a textualist point of view which is exactly what's on the paper or are you kind of more conceptualized with how you're reading the um document how you're reading the laws uh, law school really taught me how to look at things a different way and it really taught me how to be a thinker and move kind of move swiftly with my words you know make sure that every word i say provides value and be able to cultivate that voice as counsel whether it be in law or outside of the law whenever you're being counsel or whenever you're like you know leading or being in management and just really being able to just you know give your give your views and give your opinions in a professional and a man that's going to get everybody's attention so I, you know those are one of some of the few things i learned but uh in regards to what i do at chronos so i'm the government affairs associate with that i also run our um i also run our company pack our internal company pack that's been an amazing experience um i'm basically outreach you know outreach and uh working with um congress people you know working with senators working with representatives to try to find a solution to this problem and um, i'm blessed to be able to do that on both sides of the aisle whether it be on the democratic side or the republican side and it's important that we talk to both sides because it's a bipartisan issue you know it's not just a democratic issue it's not just a republican issue it's an american issue cannabis needs to be legalized and it needs Thanks. to be regulated and it needs to be in a way that it ensures equity still so you know just being able to use what i do at chronos to have those conversations with these leaders in law and leaders in policy has been an amazing experience and that's just a little bit of what i do with chronos aside from what we do with the right cc so right now nah, bro we've been getting busy man and, and more dope stuff <laughs> even come out man you know i'd like to wait until it's about to pop and let the world Me too. Me too. We, got, we got some action some action coming man and you know like speaking of that man you know that that's a hell of a you know hell of a thing man like actually interact and having these conversations um and like you said a lot of that does utilize the, the legal background but even before like going to law school like you had a professional career working in entertainment like you said mm -hmm. bet by all the other places in viacom like what what did you learn in that you know that entertainment industry experience and you know how do you use that in your you know how do you use that how does that help you in your job now so when it comes to entertainment and, and i mean this with absolute love it taught me how to work and control chaos you know no matter how much we plan things or no matter how much we put things together no matter what times it says on the call sheet or what times we have to be there or things that are scheduled whenever they're scheduled things are always going to change so you got to find a way to be consistent and be controlled in that chaos you kind of can't get flustered 
And, you know, you can't allow certain no's or certain obstacles to stop you from the production getting finished at the end of the day. That's the most important part, making sure it's something clean and it's something clear to put on television or to put on social media, whatever platforms you decide to use. So really just working in control chaos and then just also how important relationships are, you know, how important it is to be able to have a rapport to where you can just call somebody who has stake in your interest or has stake in the issue at hand and just be able to talk with them. Bro, relationships are the currency of the world, man. That's that's so important. Absolutely. That's people got to learn, man, for sure. Yeah, nah, man. Make sure y'all keep your relationships in order. I promise you it is very, 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 very important. You know, no matter what, it, it, it doesn't even matter if it's in an industry that you don't plan on working in or an industry that you can never see yourself in. Just make sure you keep those relationships strong and be genuine with them, too. You know, it's like a plant. If you water them too much, they're still going to die. If you don't water them enough, they'll die from malnourishment. But if you just be real, always keep it real, always be yourself when you are managing these relationships or having these conversations and building up that Rolodex and building up those relationships, as long as you can be yourself, they'll grow. You know, they'll grow like a plant. True, man. Now, being genuine, like you said, being true to yourself, man, that's so important in everything, man. That's that's the key to life right there, bro. And, um, you know, I know you like as you said, you you spend a lot of time talking federal policy, talking to different members of Congress. Um, we've had a lot of movement out there, you know, on the federal scene, all different types Absolutely. of laws. Even. Um, could you talk just talk about um, for to educate people? What are some of the different bills out there that are kind of in, in play at the federal level? Um, and, and, and your secret, your um, expertise question, what do you think has the best um, best chance of passing of all of those out there? So um, just in regards to all of the current laws that are available or not available, but just pending right now, because we're still trying to get them to work. Um, the more act, as you know, just got passed by the House. Um, unfortunately, you know, just in regards to how it's going to work in the Senate. It may not pass through the Senate. And as you all know, it has to pass through the House and the Senate in order to be signed by President Biden or to at the very least go to his desk. Now, at that point, as you know, he could approve it, he could veto it. But if it's vetoed, then it goes back to the House and the Senate. And if they are on the same accord with it, it'll still pass. So, um, you know, right now we're just trying to garner that support for the more act, do as much as we can, try to inform and, you know, just have communications with both sides, see what can be worked on, see what could be better. And just, you know, to continue to advocate for our industry. But aside from the more act, I think one that's near and dear to my heart, because I just understand how um, how businesses really have been impacted by the lack of this is the Safe Banking Act. The Safe Banking Act is absolutely essential to the cannabis industry, whether you're a big MSO or, you know, you're somebody who's opening up a dispensary or somebody who's just trying to open up their own grow and things like that. Due to the fact that there's no um, due to the fact that cannabis is still federally illegal, a lot of banks, you know, shy away from that, which takes away opportunities to gain capital. And it takes away the opportunities for legitimate cannabis industries or legitimate cannabis companies to be able to, you know, um, of course, I'm trying to use my words carefully. I don't want to be wrong. I know like three, four of my comments. Yeah, yeah, and of course, I know you is got to. <laughs> Hey, Professor Worthy, I promise you I'm still reading. I promise you. <laughs> Facts. That's why I'm it. But due to the fact that, you know, it's illegal, banks shy away from it. And due to the fact that banks shy away from it, you know, there's not that many opportunities for funding. Now you have state, now you have state banks, you have credit unions that are into it. 
But, you know, at any time, because it's a Schedule 1 drug still, which is something else that we really need to change, yeah. uh, you know, banks kind of shy away from that. And that just, just doesn't take away from all of the industry. It disproportionately affects minorities in the industry. It's already hard enough for us to get funded. You know, right. it's already it's already hard enough for people like you and I to walk into um, to walk into a bank or to walk into somewhere, you know, see if we can gain capital for something. And when the banks that you can go to are limited in that. It's it's very difficult to really grow your business from the ground. Um, One of my mentors, in a sense, you know, they can't even have um, their own personal bank accounts at this moment because of everything that's going on with the discrepancy between federal law and state law and things like that. So safe banking is extremely, extremely important. And then now for the one that I know everybody has heard about, the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act. That's a big um, one, man. You know, that it was supposed to come out soon, sooner than it I is. Know. But, you know, from what we're hearing, it's going to um, come out in August. Um, but I, I actually think that that's good. Because, you know, I know that uh, I know that Schumer said that he wanted to have the opportunity to speak to some Republicans and have some dialogue with them about it. And I think that's important because, like I said, this is a bipartisan issue. It isn't a Dem issue. It isn't a Republican issue. It's a it's a life issue. It's an American issue. It's a economy issue. It's a commerce issue. It's a social equity issue. And, you know, yeah. both sides of the coin have to be able to come together and solve this problem. And, you know, I know that the. You know, what we hear is, oh, well, you know, we got inflation, gas prices, Ukraine, things of that nature, stuff like that. And I understand that those are priorities. But when can Americans not handle things at one time? You know, that that's right. that's what we're built upon. We, we, we were built upon, you know, fighting, fighting a war to establish us as a nation, as well as writing our Constitution, as well as, well as writing all of these things that made America what it is. So we've always had the ability to multitask. And, you know, we have very bright members on both sides who can't go into Congress and not be extremely intelligent. There, there's no way that's possible. And I know, you know, you have the social media jokes and things of that nature. But let me be clear. If you make it to Congress, you know what you're doing. You know how to do something right and you know how to get in the door. So, you know, they. they I mean, and like you said, it's bipartisan now at this point. You exactly. Know, even a Republican, um, you know, Nancy Mace with her with her bill, Republicans putting out legalization exactly. bill. And just just to kind of peel back on the previous question you asked me, I think that one of the most important aspects of my job is just education, you know, offering Kronos and offering what we have to be an to be an ally and to be an asset. If you have any questions about the industry, you can contact us. You know, I've had conversations with staffers just in regards to policy. You know, we'll go back and forth, you know, just regular conversations. But it's not just always that's not all we talk about, I promise you. But. You know, there's those times where we can go back and forth on policy and, you know, just speak on ways that we can make things better. And maybe a conversation can change somebody from a no to a maybe once they understand the benefits of full legalization of cannabis within America. So, you know, just understanding that more time is needed to ensure that the CAO Act is perfect and that it will pass through the House as well as the Senate. And, you know, I understand my mother and my grandmother always told me later is greater, you know, Absolutely. so. Even though we may not have something dropping now regarding the CAO Act, we know it's coming. Uh, we know the team that's writing on it, the team that's working on it, is working extremely hard on bringing it together. And we know that I, I just have a feeling that, you know, once dialogue happens and with all of the GR efforts from all of the big companies, as well as the social equity organizations, I feel like I feel like we'll get to something good. I feel like there'll be a good conclusion. So 
But, you know, I just got to stay steadfast in my advocacy as well as you, as well as everybody else in GR. And uh, we'll make it happen. So the three acts that I'm really focusing on right now, just in regards to this podcast, is the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, which is known as the CAOA, the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement, the MORE Act, and Secure and Fair Enforcement Banking, which is known as Safe Banking. So. Nice, man. Nah, those those are all big ones, man. And <clears throat> as you said, man, I know how it feels for me. Um, but, you know, you're on a regular basis. You're engaging with members of Congress. You're in the room with executives from, you know, biggest companies in the industry. You know, how's it how's it feel for you as a as a young brother, as a young black man, um, like with, as a purpose, you know, to be doing the work that you're doing? We need to be in the room. You know, we. We need to be in a room. You need to have people of every every culture, creed, and color in a room, you know, to kind of just understand what everybody in America is going through. Not everybody's experience is the same. So, you know, I consider it a blessing to me to for me to be able to get in these rooms with both Democrats and Republican members and just be able to have conversations and speak. And, you know, I try not to let the moment influence my thinking. You know, at first, sure. I'm not gonna lie to you, my first or second meeting, I'm like, wow. I'm a young black man about to go in these offices and talk about cannabis. <laughs> so, you know, it was kind of it was kind of a fear at first, but I found my voice, you know, um, yep. just just an internal thing that I'll tell, you know, everybody listening. I spent my first month and a half at Kronos just listening. Just listening, listening and listening learning, and learning bro. That's that you say that again, bro. Just listening, just listening and learning. And this is coming from somebody who used to get in trouble all the time for talking too much. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I took that time. I really just learned. I wanted to learn our values. I wanted to learn the, the pillars of our advocacy. I wanted to learn what was important to us, what was important to the industry, what was important to the trade organizations that Kronos is a part of, what's important to my boss, Pete, who really is, is showing me the way on how to maneuver in the space. And any chance I get, I thank him for that as well. Um, but, you know, just kind of understanding developing your voice before you speak. I found that to be the most important thing I have done at this job. And it's possibly one of the most important things I've ever done in my life. Being patient, building that voice so that anytime you use your voice, it provides value. For so, sure, man. So I, sure. I, just, I just move with confidence and understand that I've done the work. I've done the research. I'm just as informed as everybody else in this room, no matter how they look, no matter, you know, backgrounds, no matter upbringings. You know, we all know the same things. You know, that's it's not like you confidence, bro. man. They, that's what they teach. <laughs> you you go on show, man. I know my stuff, man. I'm, I'm telling, hey, I'm telling you, man. I from two L, one L, I didn't know nothing. Let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> like one L, I ain't know nothing. I, it was, it was a huge struggle. One L. It's, it's hilarious when I think about it and I look back at it. But that's why I learned how important cultivating your voice is at Howard. You know, mm -hmm. Syracuse taught. I always say this. Syracuse taught me how to tell a story. Howard taught me how to use my voice to tell a story. You know, you could just read the page and things like that. You can do that. You could be media trained and everything. But Howard gave me that confidence. Howard gave me that not just the confidence within myself, but the confidence within my abilities, my knowledge, what I've done, how much work I've put in to be brought to the table. Right. And, and that allows me to, you know, I don't I don't see any people in the room. I'm, I'm not seeing people as, OK, it's a whole bunch of white guys in me. No. A whole bunch of white people and me, a whole bunch of, you know, different races of myself. I don't look at things that way. I look at things as everybody has the same amount of education here. Everybody has done the same reading. Everybody understands the problem. And how can we solve it? 
You know, right. that's, that's how I look at things. Because at the end of the day, the law still got to put on, got to be put on paper. And paper is, paper is basically a white sheet with black writing. Yeah. You know, no, no matter who's in the room writing it, that's what it is. But it's important to have, I think, my input and what I've seen in the world and, you know, how I've seen people disp uh, disproportionately affected by archaic laws. I feel like it's important to have that voice in the space. But how will let me know I could be in any room and shine? For sure, man. You know, what, what Jay-Z said, I could be on anywhere on God's green earth. I'll triple my worth. Triple my worth. Absolutely. I so, will not lose. That's, that's, that's how, the anthem. <laughs> how would it really gave me the confidence that I have now, not just to be good at what I do, but to be great at what I do. And I'm really sure. Hey man, and since you mentioned Hove, man, you let's let's take it to the states, man. You know you're from New York yes. City, man. Yes, you know sir. how's it how's it feel as a New Yorker, man, to see like cannabis to, to see cannabis legalized out there, bro? I have a lot of colleagues, I have a lot of friends, I have some family that, that's been arrested for cannabis. You know, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day, people you know used to be in the park or be at their house and things like that and just the smell of smoke could cause a huge issue you know for something that shouldn't honestly shouldn't have been illegal in, in, in the first place and uh you know one one thing i'm gonna do is just before i get back into this question i'm gonna um tell you to get a book it's marijuana by john hudak it really taught Great me how job. the laws went and why this cannabis why this plant shouldn't have been illegal in the first place. And my boss gave me that. So it gave me an opportunity to really get a head start in the game when I first started. But to see how far New York has come is, is absolutely amazing. And not just the fact that cannabis is legal in New York, but there's a conscious effort to ensure social equity into that space and to kind of give restorative justice to those communities that have been disproportionately affected. It's an amazing thing. And Having my city be on the forefront of that, having my city be on the forefront of ensuring social equity in the cannabis space, it, it, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's exhilarating. It's It gives me a lot of energy to be able to continue to advocate because I see what New York is doing. And I'm really, really proud of my city. I'm really, really proud of what we've done. I'm proud of what I've heard that New York is about to do. And, you know, I'm just really looking forward to see how the space grows the New York way because we full of hustlers. Yeah, you said the New York way. Yeah, that New York get a hold of something. It's definitely different. You take it to the next level. <laughs> All you need to give a New Yorker is an opportunity. You don't even need to give us seed money. All we need is an opportunity, and we'll be able to shine and do what we need to do, whether it's marketing, whether it's product, whether it's whatever. And if you create an avenue to do that legally and to let people who may have previously gotten in trouble for cannabis or previously didn't want to touch cannabis because they were, you know, rightfully so concerned about the previous laws, given an opportunity to to allow innovation in a space as big as this which is a growing industry i feel like is amazing and i want to salute to new york and salute to everybody that's a part of really making that happen and and thank Thanks. you yeah thank man. You. shout out to new york man the, the legislators the regulators um i, I appreciate y'all intentionality what y'all are doing looking forward to seeing it since from from jersey you know across the bridge y'all right, right there y'all right you know, there y'all right there we are we are killing it man new jersey that <laughs> issued a hundred licenses already social equity joints you know what i'm saying like no, y'all start tomorrow right y'all start tomorrow the, the, the stores open up tomorrow up tomorrow yes man uh, the 21st legal weed is available man i'm I'm sick that we missed 420 man but it's here adult use shout out to everybody that'll be celebrating was, i'm not going to 420 
it was smart because the day after is going to be less traffic on the road. So I understand why I, was done. <laughs> <laughs> I understand yeah. why I was done. You know, they wanted to because it's going to be 420 celebrations anyway. Hey, and it's always 420 somewhere anyway. You know there what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. That, that's exactly what it is. But I'm excited to see what your state is doing, too. Y'all are y'all been making some moves and to kind of just see the industry develop there. I'm, I'm really excited to see it. And I'm excited to see what you do there. You know, that being your home state, I know you have some involvement and I know you're going to be doing some great things in that space as well. So I'm, I'm really just excited to see how the New York and New Jersey market matures. Honestly. Oh, man, we we definitely got some wave in New Jersey, man. You know, I'm, you know, I'm trying man, not to say man. nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not to say, man. You know what? I guess to man, you know, I don't like to make it about me, man. It's about the guests, man. But it is it is a big moment. Man, man. talk you your know. talk, man. Hey, talk man, your tonight, talk tonight, man, at eight o'clock p.m. Make sure y'all tune in to NBC News, NBCnews.com, man. It's gonna be an amazing story, man. My family talking about the business I'm doing in New Jersey, man. So make sure y'all tune in. Um, but back to me, I mean, back to you, this brother. This why we call each other Kobe and Shaq, Hey, bro. You hey man, you already know. You're going to make me, you're going to make me, you're going to make me do it. Make me say it, bro. This is your interview, man. You're brother, gonna make me do listen, it. you got me on a special 420 episode. I think this is just a win. This is a win for Jersey. This is a win for New York. This is a win for the industry right here. To yeah, be able to have two right, of us man. get together and have these conversations regarding cannabis and federally legalizing it you know the industry being taken serious this podcast is one of the steps to make that happen you, you showcase a lot of stories in man so as That's much as you want to give me my flowers i'm gonna give you yours too because you've really really been working hard you've been doing what you got to do and you've been opening doors that i've been pushing through like that so you, you know just let me give you your flowers now on 420 it, man well, well speaking of 420 man what's what's the vibe man what you got popping for the day and the week the festivities what's happening man man um u.s cannabis festival on saturday hey the um, festival gonna be lit policy policy summit on friday shout out to carolyn she's doing such a wonderful wonderful job in organizing everything and getting things together so you'll see me there uh friday and saturday uh today there's something at the eaton hotel that I possibly be attending, as you know, it's 4:20 week at the Eaton right now, and it's Thanks. it's 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 really really good. It's really amazing, and uh, you know, not to get too much into my personal business, but uh, you know, you know, yeah, man. Um, you know, what's understood doesn't have to be said. Shout out to that man. Yeah, it was understood. Don't gotta be spoken. I know what you mean. As you say. But yeah, man, shout out to Caroline National Candace Festival. It's definitely gonna be lit, man. Looking forward to everybody there, man. Oh, you saying that Easter like I'm not gonna see him there. That's the funny thing. Oh, no, nah, we no, you know we turning up, bro. You, you saying know, that like know. I'm not gonna be probably we not riding there together. <laughs> oh man, you know, we go, it's the wave, man. I, I'm looking forward to it, man. Oh, you know, man. we want to let the people you know know what's popping, man. <laughs> and, You'll see us there. You'll see us there. Please no the grass <laughs> <laughs> right yo man l so tell me bro it's, it's been a pleasure having you come through and rap with me on here man pleasure to know mom bro what it what advice you know you know again as a, as a young black man out here what if what advice do you have for other brothers and sisters you know whether it's attorneys you know people that want to be in just brothers and sisters that want to get in the industry bro from what you've learned being here what would you share no matter what anybody tells you you do not have to change to belong. Your culture is important. Your history is important. Your upbringing is important. The personal experiences that you've had in your life, whether it's regarding cannabis or anything else, that matters. 
And this isn't just advice for, you know, people in the cannabis space, but just us in the space in general, you know, just black people in general, you know, our voice is loud and we have an opinion that needs to be heard and we need to do everything we can to make sure it gets heard. But when we get into these spaces, you know, I understand, you know, it might be, it might seem as if a big moment, but I, I just genuinely believe that at the end of the day, we all bleed the same blood. So why would I be intimidated? Facts. No, no matter who I speak to, I understand you human, I'm human. We here to talk about an issue and let me advocate the best I can because I know I belong in the space. And so just my main piece of advice and my main point of advice that I would like to give to everybody is you do not have to change who you are to belong. And I mean that. And don't let anybody tell you that you don't belong anywhere. For sure, man. Hey, drop some gems on them, man. Be be authentic. God is love. Hard. God is love, Reverend. Hey. Keep God first. Remember when Rev Ron was in the bathtub with the <laughs> <I closed it laughs> <out. laughs> That's that yeah. that guy ended on some queens like queens uh, in the bed. Nah, also, bath. I know we've been I know we've been talking about I know we brought up Jay-Z. We've been talking about Queens. I just want this to be on public record. My favorite rapper is 50. <laughs> I just want that to be on public record. So no matter what, no matter, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, I want them to go back. And if they ever ask me who my favorite rapper was or is, it's always going to be 50. It's always hey, going to be 50. Hey, 50, 50 is legendary. And of course, how how could you not? How could it not be 50, man? Absolutely. You know, Lloyd Banks, Tony Classics, man. And, and RIP to DJ K Slay, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. The drama king. Rest in peace. Oh, man. He had me yes, listening man. to so much music I wasn't supposed to back in the day. I think <laughs> <laughs> he got sure, me in the he, him and Flex got me in trouble a lot of times as a kid. <laughs> and you know, and you know I was you know I was up late because case the drama hour was like 11, 12, 1 a.m. back in the day. Right. So <laughs> oh man, thank you for letting me get that off though. That that felt really, yeah, really good. Bro, nah, bro, you gotta represent, man. That's what this is all about, man. And how, and, and tell, let the people know how can everybody get in touch with you, man? Where could they find you on social media, online? Anybody that wants to reach out to you for advice or whatever? Oh man, so okay, hold on. Let me make sure I get everything right because I want to give you all the right information. Because please reach out. Um, I know I'm busy, but any opportunity I get to try to, you know, be able to reach out or to be able to help out anybody. I'd be more than happy to always, you know, I'm, I'm in the door and I'm trying to get as many other people in the door with me. You know, if you want to be in the space, put in the work, you are capable and you'll do a great job. So any way I could open a door or any way I could make a connection, please let me know. So my Instagram is LT Hudson 91. Yeah. LT H U D S O N like the river 91. And then um, my LinkedIn Lawrence T Hudson. And then, um, you know what, you know what, well, I'll find a way to put my email in my uh, social media so that if anybody wants to email me and ask a question, they'll be able to do so. But, but please consider me a resource. I want to be able to help in the space. To hear help me get in the space, and I want to be able to do for people what he has been doing for me. So, again, thank you. Uh, again, shout out to Kronos, doing such a wonderful job. You know, and I'm thankful for them putting me in the space. Um, shout out to Pete as well. He's really, you know, shown me the ropes and allowed me to be myself in the space which um, really, really helps when you have something where you have to be in a lot of faces and have a lot of confidence in every conversation that you have. Um, love you, moms. Love you, grandma. 
<laughs> bro, man, you're a young legend in your own right, man. The year and less than a year in the game, man. We're looking forward to seeing all this, all this stuff you're going to accomplish, man. I'm you trying to be man. rookie of the year. No Ben Simmons. Hey, <laughs> all right, bro, easy, man. We tap in. You too, man. I'm gonna talk to you probably after this soon, man. Have a good one. Thank you again for having me on this space, man. And like I said, I want to give you your flowers too. You've been working hard, my brother. You've yes, been working sir, hard. Man. And yes, you know, every sir. I know everybody proud of what you're doing. Make sure y'all tune in 8 p.m. <laughs> see news. Make sure y'all get it. Hear what he gotta say to the people on the news, man. This is major, my brother. This is major. Yeah, man. Let's get it, bro. Appreciate that, man. Love you, bro. <laughs> hey, you too, man. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh I'm gonna see you in an hour. Yeah, <laughs> <man>. Peace. Peace. <laughs>